guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to Trust Me, I'm a Student, the podcast all about co-production, community, and today, partnership building. If you're joining us for the first time and want to know more about what co-production is, check out our first episode, Co-Production 101. My name's Madeline, and I'm part of a team of 11 student partners that have been evaluating the Greater Manchester University Student Mental Health Service. This is part two of the Partnership Playbook. Last week, you heard our evaluation coordinator, Anita, and I talk about partnership working within our team and project. This week, we're talking about connecting with the professionals, people like the service staff, the Student Mental Health Partnership Project, and Student Minds. We'll talk about some of the challenges that we've come across, but fear not, because we have some solutions too. Hi, I'm Madeline. I'm a student partner, and I've just graduated from the RMCM with a Bachelor's of Music. Hi, I'm Anita, um, and I work at the Manchester at Manchester University, um, and I'm the project coordinator. Today, we're going to be talking about building partnerships. This project is full of them, from the way that we work with our team to our relationships with service users um, to the NHS institution. Um, and all the universities that we're working with. Um, so I thought we'd start just by talking a little bit about partnerships in general. I tend to think of it as kind of like building a relationship, um, and there are a lot of key elements and things that you need to build a sustainable uh, working relationship. Yeah, um, I guess um, partnerships are about understanding each other. Mm. They're about in some way understanding either the structures of an organisation or um, if you're working with an individual who that person is in the world and how they communicate and yeah, uh, yeah so that you can you can build partnerships together. I think one of the biggest factors in a relationship is or a partnership is just respect and that differs slightly when you're working in a professional setting Um, but one of the ways that I have felt like the the university and the just kind of the wider mental health landscape is respecting our position as student partners is being paid I think Oftentimes, students are asked to do lots of things for free because we don't have the experience. Um, And I think being paid is respecting our experience as students and uh, that we bring certain qualities to the job just through that experience. Yeah, so um, I think also offering a professional level pay also kind of sets an expectation doesn't it Mm. I think it almost provides clarity over the commitment we're offering to you and then the commitment you're offering you know to the project I guess so as well as respect it's kind of a clear relationship yeah it works both ways I think (laughs) Um, you mentioned this but learning to communicate with each other and especially with so many different moving parts. I think that's something that just takes time and 
understanding kind of what those common goals are? Yeah, I think um, when we initially talked then about partnership, I was thinking a lot of partnership is understanding your common ground, mm. um, whether that's you know within your team, what's your shared purpose, and that can help bring people together. And then with external partners, understanding where your common ground is, how you can serve and support each other to reach whatever your you commonly your shared objective is yeah. um, I think it sort of helps bring people together sort of in the, and pointing in, in the same direction yeah yeah there's something that you you're both working towards and that makes you want to respect and work well together <laughs> yeah um, this isn't necessarily true for all partnerships but I think good partnerships empower both parties um, whether that's us as student partners and the service users that we work with or uh, the NHS service uh, working with us. Yeah, I think empowerment is really important uh, for student partners because without feeling empowered, you can't offer your expertise and skills. Mm. Um, they'll remain within you. So I think it's really important that uh, you feel empowered to say what you want to do and, and, and you know, follow the aims and objectives that you have in mind. Um, and also, if you have a sense of what empowerment is, you can share that with the service users. Mm. So you know, your role is partly to offer them a voice, isn't it? Um, so you can model um, what empowerment looks like for you then you you're sharing it with them. Yeah, yeah. I think we're not often, as students, given the level of trust to to empower ourselves and to have confidence in our ideas and our decisions. Um, and I think co-production uh, and this project have have really empowered us as students and student partners um, to to take on that role. So in addition to building partnerships with our, our service users in our workshops and interviews, we're also building slightly more long-term partnerships, hopefully, with the NHS service that we're evaluating and our kind of wider UK partners. So the Student Mental Health Partnerships Project, Smarten, Student Minds. Yeah, yeah so... Um our project is part of a wider funding bid with um, other universities involved, Student Minds and Universities UK, and we get together once in a while and we share how these different projects are going. So um, partly that's you know very positive just for us to hear each other's projects mm. and that this work is going on, similar work is going on in other parts of the UK. Um, and I've also linked up uh, particularly with two people at the same level as me in that project quite regularly mm. um, just to share because they're with the student partners as well. Yeah. How do you support the student partners? You know, how do you work with them best? Yeah. Um, so that's been just great to sort of bounce ideas off each other and share our experiences as well, what we're worried about you know, what ideas we've got going forward. So, yeah. um, 
I think it's um, always uh, pleasant when you feel like you're on a shared journey with yeah, other people. Yeah. <laughs> it can be, I, I mean, I, I imagine it can be kind of isolating. We, all of us student partners, have each other to work mm -hmm. on at the same level and mm -hmm. in that team, but there's only one of you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's been very nice to talk to um, those other two project coordinators from London, and I'm, I'm very well supported by Sarah, who I work with at the university as well. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, I don't feel unsupported. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's nice to be able to have that, um, just sharing that wider experience with other university, other universities that are doing similar projects, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, it's just really exciting, mm -hmm, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you hope as a whole as well you can bring your outcomes together and they can have more of an impact as a whole than yeah. maybe they would do individually. It's kind of like student unions meeting, and Alice would know more about this, um, but um, a network of student unions, they're all kind of collaborating to advocate for students mm -hmm. more generally. And I think with those, those bigger networks, um, our sort of shared goal is this sustainable long-term relationship with student co-production in mental health. Um, which is pretty new, and mm -hmm. I think it's mm -hmm. it's really exciting, at least for for us as student partners. Um, and it's it's a way of working that is a process, and that's the that's the part that's about sustainability and, and building those long term relationships. It's not just an end goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th I think you know, making these podcasts is part of sharing that process with other people. Mm so that they can have an understanding of what the experience is like and pull out the bits that are relevant for the projects that they're doing. I hope so. <laughs> we don't talk about much about overcoming hurdles, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the challenges? I mean, I, I, think, I think there are challenges for us as a, a group of students and then I'm not an established mental health professional mm. or you know established within higher education in a particular role mm. so you know I'm on a fixed term short term contract so um, we don't come with a network of professional relationships in this area mm -hmm. um, whether you're talking with the NHS or with you know the, the wider partnership meetings we go to um, so sometimes it feels like it's m there are more hurdles to um, sort of highlighting the positives of our projects mm. in a way. Um, it's like you say about building partnerships, about knowing the other person, how to communicate with them. Yeah. It can be quite hard, I think, for us to find our level and um, when for me to go and do something, when to support you guys to go and do something. Um, you know, networks, um, you, you, have, you have to give networks their due, yeah. don't you? And people are linked in with each other. And how do we kind of navigate those networks when we're not linked into them, mm. I think is a challenge for us. How have you felt? kind of breaking into that network with so many people that are 
mental health professionals and yeah I mean every world has its terminology its language its structures and it's harder to navigate when you're not so clear on them mm. um, and yet that kind of means we're also free of them mm. we're free of having to adhere to them because <laughs> we're not quite sure what they are <laughs> so <laughs> we kind of do our own stuff don't we yeah. and in a way that's what we're about we're kind of grassroots yeah so you know we can do our grassroots stuff and then we can share that out um, hopefully in a way that people find engaging and applicable so in a way it's it's focused us hasn't it on fulfilling mm. our own prophecies rather than <laughs> other people's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of a, a larger scale of what we see in our own team with some of us like Alex Ziggy and myself coming at it from completely non-psychological background I suppose and yeah just not not totally understanding so just bringing bringing what we can and yeah 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 I mean when people are sharing their projects I don't understand the structures and the terminologies and mm. so then it's harder to engage with them about their work and raise our profile mm. so um, it certainly creates barriers I would say so we would love for people to work in a similar way where we're taking in so many different perspectives um, but that's a challenge that's going to come up when we when we work that way do you have any kind of suggestions for how we might tackle that so I think one partly it's an advantage because um, we have these different perspectives and we don't necessarily very strongly speak the language of the mental health professionals what we're doing is more broadly applicable mm. so what we're doing is student co-production mm. so we could take this into the physics department and say um, you know we can help you engage students in looking at transition from a level to first year physics mm. um, so partly it's a good thing because we are more generic in, in what we offer what we have to offer people um, and partly that could be part of the co-production and we're probably going to do that at some stage we're going to take this to the NHS service and we're going to work to put it within that context and those professionals will bring their professional language mm. and we have enough expertise with our you know our biomedicine our psychology our sociology students and what you now know about the service and its structures now to make that um, sort of bridge that communication yeah. now so um, I think we'll work our way there mm. I was talking to Shaheen about this earlier but in a way I almost feel like we're working as science communicators yeah um, that I mean we are we're definitely still learning about the service and the experience that students are having with that service um, but what we're trying to do is communicate that in a way that lots of different people are able to understand mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, and communicating our own experience with co-production and building building partnerships and of course co-production includes staff as well as students mm -hmm. so we invite them then c to come
come and bring their expertise yeah. and co-produce with us um, what this means in the context of their service. It's just really interesting to say now I've got these little clients who join and support the service. Oh my god. <laughs> we can chat, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we're, we're at our last sort of bullet point. So one of the other challenges that I feel like we faced is because we are students and young, people don't necessarily want to take us seriously. I think a lot of institutions see us as, uh, a lot of institutions see students as something to pour knowledge into and to that students are the receivers of information and of yeah, that, that we need to, that we don't necessarily have that experience and expertise. Um, so I think that we're sometimes fighting that credibility bias, maybe. Yeah, um, I think it's, you're holding in a project like this that there are experts in the field, as in um, clinicians that have worked a long time and understand um, the the different clinical practices and what might suit somebody um, but they don't get to hear more fully about the students experience with the service mm. so that's really where your expertise comes in and where there should be weight to what you have then to offer mm. um, and I think it's very much about us understanding where we can influence mm. and where we can't. So we're clearly not going to influence um, the, the choice of drugs that are offered <laughs> within the service um, to support students, but we might influence how that conversation happens. Mm. So, um, and I think partly if we can acknowledge the professional's experience um, and want to hear about their experiences, then in a way we almost gain weight by acknowledging where their expertise is and what we can then bring. So partly it can be about opening up where the knowledge gaps are. Mm. That's that's very co-production ethos. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, kind of not saying that we're, you know, we're not coming for your job. We're not trying to tell you this is how you should do your job. But here's here's maybe where we could add something to to what you're already doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from a from a teaching perspective, you deliver something. But how do you know how it's landed? Yeah. <laughs> well, as if you work with the students to deliver mm. you've got more idea of the efficacy of your program and you want it to be effective mm. um. it's a continuous uh, feedback loop and, and relationship really mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay well thank you Anita this has been really interesting um, I've had I've had a great chance yeah thanks Madeline it's really been good to to explore more your perspective as well thanks for listening to this episode of trust me I'm a student Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and tune in next week to meet a couple of new partners.
Joe and Caitlin will be talking about how policy has affected our mental health services, the inequity we see in mental health care, and how co-production might be used to start conversations about why this is and what solutions we might be able to find. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Trust Me, I'm a Student, and there we have tons of links and stories if you want to know more about co-production or read our show notes, which are a PDF version of the show. If you'd like to know more about our evaluation project, you can find us at Greater Manchester University Student Mental Health Service Evaluation on Facebook. We'd like to note that unfortunately we cannot offer mental health support through any of our channels, and if you're in need of that, you should contact your local crisis line, GP, or University Mental Health Services. Special thanks to the University of Manchester for running this evaluation project, and to the Office for Students for funding it. <laughs>